Father God, we praise you and we thank you once again for this morning. Our heart rejoices whenever we come to you together at your presence. Yes, Lord, indeed. We do experience, all of us, your presence is there all the time. And you have a purpose in bringing us together. Let your purpose be fulfilled. Let the desires of your children be fulfilled in the name of Jesus Christ. Especially, Lord, I pray for the word which you put in my heart today. Lord, as the Swami says, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. Before I go to the message, there is one uh, thanksgiving and prayer requested by Brother Romeo. All of you know that Brother Tony, the father-in-law of Brother Romeo, those who are praying for him, the encouraging thing was that operation was done, he is progressing, and he will be discharged from the ICU by tomorrow. Thanking God for all of us who uphold that family in your prayer. On behalf of the church and on behalf of all of you, let us thank him. Praise God. Today, the message is church membership. You may be thinking, what is that? Is there any message like that? Yes, there is. And I was uh, thinking, before coming to message, I should tell pastor not to mention much about the membership. I will take care of it. <laughs> but I didn't say that. For I don't know. But in the same way, he didn't spoke much about it. So he left everything to me. So it's my time. And uh, all of you remember on week's night, during our cell presentation, I presented a message. Do you know what it is? Because the first part was very boring. That's why you may not have remember. That message is about the family of Jesus Christ. What was his family, the physical family, and what is his spiritual family? Physical family, just, uh, uh, just to recap, what was it? And physical family, mother, what was the mother? What was her responsibility? The brothers, what was their relationship and the attitude towards him? before his ministry, in the beginning of the ministry, and the later part of the ministry. That was his physical family. The spiritual family were where, as he started the ministry itself, he divided. Like, when he was preaching outside, uh, preaching inside, and uh, the mother and the brother and sister was looking for him, and the disciples came to him, and asked him, they were looking for you. He said, who is my father? Who is my mother? Who is my sister? Who is my brothers? You are my brothers and sisters. So at the same time, the second verse which I said that, those who are left, mother, father, mother, brothers, and sister, houses, 
and lands, they will inherit hundredfolds in this earth. So that turns from physical family life to the spiritual family life. It was extended to have, not limited to the brothers, not limited to two sisters as it is recorded, and it is wide open for all us, all of us, spiritual parents, spiritual fathers, those who are elderly, spiritual mothers, those who are youngsters, sisters, and uh, spiritual mothers, those who are elder, spirit, uh, sisters, those who are younger. That is the family, the spiritual family. And how you ministered everything, I uh, brought it to you. And what are the benefits I mentioned to you? But here, it is a continuation of that, as we have mentioned, the church membership. You may ask, what is there? Uh, what do you know about uh, church membership? Yes, there is. And everyone, is, why this I taken as a continuation? It's a small message and uh, information. It will uh, give you what it is, where you are, what you are. And uh, there are two churches, I can say, it is divided. The universal church and the local church. What is the universal church and what is the local church? And where are you? And uh, it will encourage if you are actually there. And it will give you the lesson to learn and take home. And uh, also there are certain things you have to give up. And there are some of the things you have to come out. And here, I start this with this introduction. Soon after our conversion, when we are moving to and or when we are moving to a new place, always we seek for church. Is it the case of all of us who are sitting here? Whether you are aware it or not, before you come to this land, how many churches are here now, or maybe you may not have find it difficult because there are many churches. And those who are from other countries, when they are coming to church in this country, first they look at the, before coming they look at the country, what are the churches? Where is the believer church? Where is my church? The denominational church which you are belongs to. Is there any church like that? Am I right? Hello? Yes, that is good. And before we come, we finalize. I'm having an experience of many people calls me before coming or after coming. And where is the bread of life? Who is the where is the bread of life? What is the timing? All these things. That is the present. Before that, it is not like that. So they decide to become a first of all, they look for the church. Then they look, some of them, they look for the membership of the church, the local church, which is a good thing, both to the church as well as to the individual. And uh, often there are questions regarding the church membership. If you have a question, you just see what is your question. What is the church membership? After last week, you might be thinking, those who are not the member of the church, what is the church membership? Is church membership really necessary? Anybody ask that question? Thank God. 
What benefits are there to have church membership? Do you have any questions? Anybody ask this question? What benefit I will have if I became a member of the church? Anybody ask it? You may not come forward, but you will be having in your heart. I think so. And what obligations are there to church membership? How does one become a member of the church? Most of you, those who are members of this church, there is no question. Those who are not, there is. So this lesson, this message will give us the clarity about the church and the membership. And there are many, why church membership? Again, the answer is, we can have many membership in many things outside the church. But church membership differ than all other worldly or outside the church. Number one, the church is universal. The universal church or the worldwide church or the general church. Church, you know enough. But what is the definition for it? Number one, the church universal is the church Jesus promised to build. That's what, again, I'm telling you, when pastor was praying, he quote this, this verse, Matthew 16, 18. What did he say? And I also say to you that you are Peter on this rock, I will build my church. Am I right? Jesus said it, even today, as a confirmation, pastor also used that word. So, it is of Jesus who built the church. He is the builder. He is the builder of the universal church. In general, whoever you are, those who believe in Jesus Christ, they are the member of the universal church. For more highlight on universal church or a general church, what I mean is, there are different denominational churches. You know by yourselves. Just for an example, what are the denominations? Anglican, first of all, Catholic Church is there. Anglican churches are there. Pentecostal is there. Assemblies of God there. Ba Methodists are there. Baptists are there. Lutherans are So on and on and on. There is no limit. So in major denominational church, and the Pentecostal church, the believer church. Denominational by name. Pentecostal by experience. But now also it became passion that has a name. So in that way, you should know everybody is a member of universal church. Christ is the builder. Secondly, it is referred to the body of Christ. Ephesians chapter 22 and 23 chapter 1, 22 and 23 says, and he put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body. Whose body? Christ's body. And the fullness of him who fills all in all. Christ is the head, 
he is the we are the body and we are the members so here it refers to the body of christ all together it is called as a body of christ the universal church also called as a body of christ thirdly there are only one body of the church evasion 44 confirms that there is one body one spirit just as you were called in one hope of your calling this area is the year of hope there is only one hope what is that hope what is that hope what is that hope yes be with jesus forever and ever the eternity that's it so here the universal church their definition is also called is a one body in christ and uh, and uh, third is this is the body made up of individual members roman 12 4 and 5 says every members are united together as a members of the body and i will make it move for and first corinthians 12:27 also says that now you are the body of christ and members individually so the church universal consists of all christians with christ as a head all christian whoever call that i am a christian they are the member of the universal body universal church do you understand right that is the just about the definition what is the privileges what are the rights if they are the members of that church that universal body it is not someone you should also think that you are also the part of the universal body amen so number one those in this church are saved as christ is the savior of the body christ is the savior those who are saved i not come to the other level those who are saved who those who are believed and they are the members and what they are saying and they are the members of this they are, what is the rights those in this church are saved as the christ saved of the body and secondly they enjoy all spiritual blessings which are found only in the body that is only in christ only in the church they will have all the spiritual blessings as well such blessings includes forgiveness of sins that is available in the church some of them they when they come then they will be accepted and believe and they were saved so that provision is available that right is there available in that universal church finally such blessings include privilege of praying some of them they may be the member of the church of the universal church they may not be able to or know how to pray and what to pray they learn from the church when they became a member so second thing about what i said was in the about the universal church the definition i said and the rights i said what are the rights now it is a obligation what is the commandments commitment sorry commitment if you are a member of that universal church what you are expected to commit so as an obligation 
to remain connected to the head, the branch. So that is, we know that uh, John 15, 1 to 8, as he is the branch and we are as the vine and we are the branches, we should abide with him. And uh, through bare fruit, there are different uh, stages, levels of fruits bearing and bearing fruit and not bearing fruit, not bearing fruit in one condition, bearing fruit is the less fruit and much fruit, all these things we know. So what is expected? Attach with the wine. So we are expected to remain connected to the head, that is the branch, uh, uh, that is Jesus Christ. And to their parts in the body, to do our parts in the body. What is that? Ephesians 4, 15 and 16 says. And what it says, speaking to the truth, love may grow up in all things. Into him who is the head. The whole body joined to, night together, to what they are joined supplies according to the effective working by which every part does its share causes growth in the body for edifying itself in love. So that is the commitment every member should make as a member of the church or the universal body. When I comes to tell you about the local body, you will know with the comparison what is the difference of universal and the local body. So now you may be thinking what it means. It, is, it, may, it won't look different in a, a, between the universal church and the local church. When I put together, you will understand where you are and what you are. And what is the another commitment to the local church and the universal church? To love the brotherhood, that is, all Christians love one another. It is there. First Peter 2.17 says, First Peter 3.8 also says. 2.17 says, honor all people. Love the brotherhood. Fear God. Honor the king. 3.8 says, finally, all of you be of one mind, having compassion for one another. Love as brothers. Be tender orchard and be courteous. So this is all expected. This is all commitment if you are a member of a universal body. And this is expected. So the membership has its privileges, but it is also has obligations. So membership has the, 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 different, uh, the privileges as well as the commitment. What the church can give to you are present to you and what are the benefits and what the churches expect from you as a, as a member of the body. So as simple as that. So what is the, what is the qualification to become a member of the, the universal church? Those who are baptized were added to the church. Those who are baptized were added to the church. Acts 2.41 says, Secondly, those who are being saved are added by the Lord to the church. Acts 2.47 confirms it. So those who are saved, those who are baptized, and those who are saved, and also by one spirit, they were all baptized into one body. That is the church. 
they are baptized into one body in the sense they are immersed into not the water even in the church itself they take whole and soul of everything inside the church in the church so here that we read in different scriptures by one spirit they were all baptized into one body first corinthians 12:13 titus 3:5 first corinthians 12:13 it says that by one spirit we were all baptized into one body whether jews or greeks whether slaves or free and have all been made to drink into one spirit so one became member of the church the universal when they are saved as simple as that so as a summary in in this if one wishes to be a member of the church universal they need to be obey the gospel of christ in faith repentance and baptism then they are ready to become the members of the universal church let us see about the local church of course there is no much difference but you will know if it is a local church in the sense there are three levels mega church medium church and small churches mega churches more than in thousands members and also medium church 400 to 600 or 800 and small churches any number to even under to 200 so you know where you are so what is the local church means to you here the church local is group of christian who meet and work together it makes a difference it is not coming together meeting together what else i said second work together that is the local church now you know where you are you are universal church as well as as a local church first thessalonian 1 1 says that how the brother were collected and come together in the earlier say now you all of you it is there is no problem at all when you come the church was ready made so you are just coming and enter the door is open you are enter those days there is no such things are available we have to go one by one to search so to collect one person two person three person one person become two two become four and just like that the church grown grown like that different small small group gathered together they form the church so everyone so it is not like that the uh, what is now what do you see you just imagine about 35 40 years before so believers are not like that but even though they are believers they are scattered we do not know where they are living where they are working we have to go one by one so what i mean different brothers coming together and form a church and they work together that is the local church so there are many such a churches just as one roman 16 16 galatians 12 acts 9:31 galatians roman 16 16 says greet one greet one another with the holy kisses the churches of christ greet you there are many churches so in epistles what he is writing to all different different churches greet them greet that church greet that church why coming together 
working. That is the work was carried out, challenged to all the churches. So you know about it. But uh, some of the membership is in such churches is indicated, example, uh, Romans 16, 1 and 5, Colossians 4 and 9. So the, in, that is the meaning of it. Secondly, the, I will go to, quickly. The privileges. What are the rights? What are the rights in the spiritual church or the local church? First of all, it is a spiritual family. It is a spiritual family. So there is a difference between the universal and the local. And uh, here it is called the spiritual family. Mark 10, 28 to 30. And 1 Timothy 5, 1 to 2. Mark 10, 28, as I said before, as Jesus was said. And uh, he said, Assuredly, I say to you, there is no one who has left houses and or brothers or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my sake and gospels who shall not receive means who shall receive hundred folds now in this time houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and lands so on so that is called the local the universal here, you may get, you may not have hundreds of brothers. How many of you say that? Of course we are. But when you put together the universal also, we have thousands of brothers and sisters. In this church, one thing, one thing I sense was, and uh, all of us, we have a different, uh, we may have a different relationship outside. When we come to inside, especially with our Nigerian brethren, I find only these things. Brother or sister, daddy or mommy, there is no other. How many of you agree that? Huh? Whoever they are, they will call daddy, mommy, or brother or sister. That is how they greet. That is the Pakka local church. But in other churches, it's not like that. We have so many things, so many positions, so many degrees, so like that. Anyhow, I don't go in detail. And uh, another privilege is strength from older Christian. So we learn in which the privileges, there is a possibility of learning from elders, the matured Christians. And thirdly, there are scriptures, Galatians 6.1. The mutual comfort. So here we comfort one another. There is a mutual comfort is there. As I said, as we prayed, it is about uh, Brother Tony. That is uh, Brother uh, Romeo's uh, father-in-law. All of us, most of us, we know about it. And most of us, we share our messages. Encourage that family. That gives the comfort. So that is possible in this local church. And uh, the prayer of brethren, James 5, 14 to 16, all of you know what it means. So it is the responsibility of praying one another. That privilege is there. If you are a member, that privilege is there in the local church. Let me go to the, 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 the commitment. What is your commitment? 
And some of us are uh, very casual. They come and go. Nothing to do. What the membership will do for me here? So here, the, there is, if you are a member, you are committed to the church. That's why the more explanation or uh, the, was given about the membership. What is that? To bear one another's burden. You are here to bear one another's burden. If you are a member of the church. If you are a member of the church, say amen to that. If you are ready to bear one another's burden. Right, that's good. So to exhort one another. Here we are to exhort one another. No one is left alone. We are one body. We are united together. We need one another. We need one another. Without one person, as the head says, or the hand says, I don't want the leg. No, it is not possible. The hand leaves the leg. So in that case, we need one another. To serve one another. To serve one another. One person cannot do it. 17 ministries in the church. Everybody has the team. No one is single. The coordinator, ministry, minister coordinator, ministry leader, and the extended members are together work. So that is the local church. And they assemble together, no doubt. As often as possible, we are expected to assemble together. To care for one another. To care for one another. So these are all the privileges. So when you wanted to become a member in the church, it is, it is not automatic. So nobody is volunteer or uh, uh, force you to take it. Or it is not automatically when you are coming enter, inside, inside the church, you are not a member of the church. You have to ask for it. And uh, there are examples, there's no time for me now, and I will let you know later. And it must be sought out by an individual. Like an, uh, uh, the first example was Enoch, Acts 8 39. And second example is Saul. When Saul was joined, wanted to join the Jerusalem church, he was not accepted. At the same time, there is a Barnabas need to uh, recommend about him. Yes, he is so-and-so person in the past, but he is not the same now. So better to be with him. So like that, it's an opportunity and uh, given to him to become a member. So someone has to recommend you to become a member of the church. The congregation must be willing to extend the fellowship. So always it is there. As a recommendation can help to expedite the process, as I already told. So as a conclusion here, the church membership is as a worthy aspiration. Membership in church universal is necessary for salvation. Membership in the church local is needed for your spiritual growth and service. If you are a member of the local church, it is necessary for you for your growth and your service. That's why I always used to say, if you don't serve in this country, in this church, you will not serve anywhere else. All opportunities are here, open. Any levels. If you are a believer, what is your talent? What are you? The church is always encourages you. This is the local church. The church membership is both. In both aspects as attained. First, when we are added to the church, universal church, by the Lord, when we are saved, 
and when you join ourselves to the local church through mutual concert to work together. Just quickly, uh, I ask sister to present this. Four slides are there. Just look at it, just for your comparison, what it is. In definition, there are four things. I hope you have a clear picture about what is the universal church, what is the local church, what is the membership means to you. If you are not the member, you are encouraged to become a member, and there are classes, the, 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 in the sense, there are conditions, terms and conditions. Basically, accept Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior and be a believer. And they are, you are entitled to become a member of this church. And this church, we are one to, together, we are together in love, in faith, in understanding, more than that, for your spiritual growth, the church is necessary. For your service to the Lord, the church is necessary. No one can serve independently or all alone. You are encouraged to join with the church, the local church, and come forward to serve the Lord. So there are obligations, at the same time privileges, and there are commitment. Without commitment, you cannot serve. The membership demands, or even membership means you are committing yourself. Your commitment is most important to serve the Lord. This church encourages you, all of you, welcomes you. Let us come together, serve the Lord, glorify God. For that, we should be together. Your membership means it. There is a purpose in giving or becoming a member of the church. Amen? Amen. Let's close our eyes. Father God, we thank you and praise you for this day. Thank you for the word which you have given to us. It may not be a big sermon, but there are knowledges scriptural understanding about our position, our spiritual stand in our life, in our family, in this church, what you expect us is not to be a believer or your follower years together, but you want us to follow you, to serve you what you want us to do. Father, commit ourselves before you. Continue to take charge of us. We commit the rest of the time into the hand. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Now is the time for us to come to the Lord's table. Church, it's now time to prepare ourselves to come forward to partake of the Lord's table. Interestingly, uh, we would normally read 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 23 to 32, and that's what we are going to read. But uh, interestingly, just before we come to verse 23, 
Paul writes in verse 17 and 18, Now in giving these instructions, I do not praise you since you come together not for the better, but for the worse. So he's coming with an admonition. And then he says in verse 18, For first of all, when you come together as a church, and then he goes on. There are certain things that he talks about there. Okay, I won't go into that. So his point simply is that when you come together as a church, and that's what we have heard pastor encourage us about, not just being a member of the universal church, but also being a committed member of the local church. Okay, so having understood that, let's move on to what Paul tells us about the Lord's table itself. If you've got your Bibles, you may open them to 1 Corinthians, Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23 onwards. For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. Therefore, whoever eats this bread or drinks this cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For he who eats and drinks in an unworthy manner eats and drinks judgment to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this reason, many are weak and sick among you, and many sleep. For if we would judge ourselves, we would not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chastened by the Lord, that we may not be condemned with the world. As we partake of the Lord's table, the Holy Communion, let's remember that we commemorate our Lord's death. We confess our Lord's resurrection and we await the Lord's second coming. And as we look forward to partake in this communion, let us just take a moment to examine our own lives. Church, take a moment. Because we have been encouraged to do so. Paul says, examine himself. Let a man examine himself. So please take a moment to examine your own lives. Gracious Heavenly Father, we stand in grateful remembrance of the precious death, the glorious resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. Giving thanks for the perfect redemption gifted to us in Him. And Father, we ask that You sanctify the sacraments of bread and wine. That the bread which we break may be a communion of the body of Christ. And the cup which we bless, the communion 
of the blood of Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. A church, please remember that the Lord's table is, all, is for all those who have accepted the Lord Jesus as his or her personal savior. They've also obeyed the Lord in going through the waters of baptism. So if you are such a person and you have examined yourself, please take it a privilege to come forward to share of the Lord's table. As you come forward, please follow the instructions and the directions given to us by the ushers. Let's move forward.
of Calvary. It was not an easy encounter that makes his sweat to be as thick as blood because of you. Thank him, give him praise, appreciate him, give him praise. And talk to God and say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I've taken your flesh and I've taken your blood. My Father, let them manifest in my life in everything that concerns me, in the name of Jesus. The blood of Jesus is able to make you whole. The blood of Jesus is able to strengthen you beyond what your physical being can carry. The blood of Jesus is able to heal you. Talk to God and expect him to do what he has promised in your life. Talk to him. My Father, my God, I receive your blood and I receive your flesh. Let it bring everything concerning my life conform to your blood and your flesh in the name of Jesus. Let them obey the voice of your blood that speaks better things than the blood of Abel. Let everything concerning my life obey the voice of your blood. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Almighty God. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. I want you to talk to God and say, Father, in the name of Jesus, let your grace and mercy be my portion all the days of my life. Throughout this week, let your grace and your mercy be my portion. Talk to God. My Father, my God, I pray. Let your grace and your mercy be my portion. Let your grace and your mercy be my portion. All the days of my life, throughout this week, O oh Lord, let me experience your grace and your mercy in new dimension. In the name of Jesus, talk to God and say, Father, O oh Lord, I receive deliverance. 
I receive deliverance as a result of your blood and flesh. I receive deliverance. All the cage of the enemy that have locked me up is broken in the name of Jesus. Talk to God and say, Father, as a result of your blood, I am released from all the cages of the enemy that have held me bound. I am released all the cages of the enemy. I am released. Every chains of the enemy that have tied me up is broken because of your blood. It's broken. It's broken. I am set free. Because that is your demand. That is what you want for me. That I be free. I be in the liberty that you have given to me. Therefore, I receive salvation. I receive deliverance. I receive breakthrough. Because of your blood. I receive deliverance. I receive breakthrough. In the name of Jesus. I walk in open heavens. I walk in open heavens. My heaven is open. The heaven is open over my life. Because of your blood. 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 The heaven is open over my life. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I give you all the praise. Blessed be your holy name. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let us share the grace in fellowship together. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, your goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives.